Welcome to episode 596 of the PS Nation podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dave Hunt. I am solo again at the very beginning of this podcast because I'm having computer issues at the very beginning of all the podcasts that I've recorded the last couple of weeks, and I lost the first 10 minutes again. Uh, full disclosure, you know, we use a Skype recorder and Audacity. Everybody does their own thing, um, and I was having some static in my microphone and my headphones through my microphone headphones, and so I unplugged my headphone or my microphone USB and plugged it back in. When I did that, I lost my Audacity file, which I knew was probably going to happen, but I, what I didn't know is that the Skype recorder would completely restart. So, once again, uh, we will be joining the podcast in progress. Um, I do apologize for that. But I also don't keep stuff from you, and I'm still learning. I've, you know, still haven't been doing this for a year. So, um, but we are very, very close to episode 600. Um, so we would love to hear your guys' thoughts on what you want us to do for episode 600. Um, we know that a live show is um, always a priority, and we know that you guys would want to want to hear from Glenn. Those two things are a given. So please let us know if there's anything else that you'd like to see us do for 600. Is there any other people you want me to reach out to? Uh, special guests, things like that. History of PS Nation is very important to us, uh, to, and especially to myself. It's been a huge foundation that's been built, and we are continuing to build that um, house even bigger. But the foundation's always been there, and it's always been built um, over the last 10 plus years. So, with that said, let's get into another abbreviated version of the nuts and bolts. See, it does benefit you guys when I mess up because I go through this a little faster. So, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate everyone downloading the podcast as well as Michael and Josh appreciate it also. Um, so, however you're listening, thank you so much. If you're on iTunes, please leave us a review. I believe iTunes is, is the only podcast service that you can actually leave a physical review on where you can type it up. Other podcast services don't allow you to leave reviews. Um, if you can't leave a review on the service that you use, maybe do something on Facebook, possibly. Anything. Uh, always uh, silent ways of supporting us of giving us reviews and stars and things like that and we would greatly appreciate it um, you can also go to psnation.com where you can sign up for the RSS feed which we will email you the podcast when you subscribe to that uh, you can listen to that through your computer or your laptops if you still use like any of those mp3 players or anything like that um, and then you can also listen on Stitcher as well. You can stream your podcast on Stitcher. Um, while you're over at psnation.com, there is a contact us section where you can send us an email. Uh, you can email us at podcast at psnation.com. Um, and then you can also go to the forums while you're at psnation.com. Click on the top bar. There's a thing for forums. You can go there. There's a bunch of conversations going on there. Lots of extra life talk going in there. Uh, Glenn has, will be streaming extra life on November 3rd, I believe, um, and we will have a raffle again this year, so there are some prizes listed there, so go ahead and give that thread a look, along with other discussions going on in the forums as well. Same thing, the deal section will be starting to ramp up a little bit as we get closer and closer to the holiday, because it's almost the end of October already. Um, you can also, like I mentioned earlier, uh, facebook.com slash PS Nation page, where you can drop us a like and you'll see when we post reviews and news and, um, you know, where we post when we need questions for the podcast and everything like that as well. Also, we use social media on Twitter. The main account is at PS Nation. Josh's account is at PJF Josh. Michael's is at the first MJC. And mine is at the Destiny Dave. Multiple ways that you can support the podcast. One of the best ways you can support the podcast is psnation.com slash buy stuff affiliate store links. Those are um, stores that we have an affiliation with. Multiple stores are on there. Amazon is one of the top ones that's used. Um, there are some other retailers on there as well. So go to that page. If you shop at any of those retailers, click on that link. It doesn't change your shopping experience at all. And we get a commission back for anything that you purchase going through our affiliate links. 
Uh, we also have Zazzle.com slash PSNation, where there are PlayStation uh, Nation merchandise there. T-shirts, ornaments, coffee mugs, hats, all that stuff. Not as much fun when Josh is not here to give him crap about the shirt. The anniversary shirt. So, uh, video services, uh, twitch.tv slash PSNation, where we are an affiliated Twitch channel, which means that we can accept subscriptions. Um, one of those, one of the ways that you can subscribe to us is if you have Amazon Prime, you can link it with Twitch and you'll get something called Twitch Prime. One of the benefits of having Twitch Prime means that you get a free Twitch sub once a month to use on whatever streamer you choose. Uh, if you would use that on us, we would greatly appreciate it. It does not auto renew, so we do need you guys to to verify that every 30 days if you so choose to use it on us after 30 days and maybe resubscribe to us or if you've used it on somebody else already and, and, and expired maybe consider uh, dropping that sub for us and we would greatly appreciate it uh, youtube.com slash ps nation is another video service that we use josh has put up a ton of arcade one-up videos on there assembling the cabinets playing on the cabinets uh, giving his thoughts on the games and things like that so give those a look um, and we will be getting now into new releases starting for the week of October 28th, Halloween week. Um, I believe that the first one or two is cut off, so we do have uh, Hero Defense coming for $29.99. It's rated E10+. Plus. And then we also have 8 to Glory coming at $29.99. That's rated E for everyone. And we will now be joining the podcast in progress, so I apologize for the abrupt edit. Thank you so much. That you know of. Um, so then we have Mutant Football League Dynasty Edition for $29.99 this is rated M uh, this is the arcade style football game with crazy mutants um, it's got multiplayer strategy um, it, the Dynasty Edition includes all the DLC and brings some new features, including a new single-player experience uh, that allows players to become the coach and GM of their favorite mutant football league franchise. Yeah, I played this at E3. This game is out digitally on PS4 already. This is the physical edition that's coming out. Yes. Uh, then we have Arc Park, which is $39.99. It's rated T. This looks awesome. <laughs> this is VR multiplayer adventure designed from the ground up to be it's it's like you're walking around in Jurassic Park essentially. Um there's no set plot line, no schedule, no nothing. You're just in there wandering around checking out all these animals. There are weapons. Um they say, now, I mean, come on, this, this kind of hints at where this whole thing is going. Um, so I'll just say what it says here. Uh, yeah, there are weapons that you can find. Why would you need a weapon at the park? You may soon find out. Throughout the park are brainwave towers. These towers are used to inhibit the dinosaurs from viewing humans as a threat or as food. Five bucks says you... 10 minutes into the park, the brainwave towers like short out or collapse or something. <laughs> and then you're in a survival crazy adventure, but it sounds really cool. There's um, a Jurassic world version of this game. Isn't there? Is there? Yeah. Where you make your own park. I could have sworn there was Is this their answer to that in VR. No, not in VR, but just in general, just an yeah. actual game. Well, this is like Ark Survival, Ark, whatever it's called. Um, 
this is in that world, basically. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay, then we have uh, Call of Cthulhu for $59.99. This is rated M. This is Call of Cthulhu, the official video game. It's an RPG exploration game developed by Cyanide Studios. Uh, it's got psychological horror and creep mechanics and an immersive and oppressive world set in 1924. Uh, sounds pretty cool. It looks gorgeous uh, from the screenshots I've seen. So uh, it's an RPG in the Lovecraft universe developed with the Unreal 4 engine. Then we have Kingdom Hearts, the story so far, $39.99 rated E10+. Plus. Please tell me this is the only thing I have to buy now. Yeah, uh, until Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay, yes. Uh, it's everything supposedly redone. In, all games are remastered in HD. Nine Correct. Kingdom Hearts experiences. So $39.99, you can get everything leading up to Kingdom Hearts 3 and take three years to go through all of it and then play Kingdom Hearts 3 on the uh, discount rack and as you're gearing up for Kingdom Hearts 4, which will be... or 3.2... Uh, I can't even think of some crazy name because we have Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts, yes. the, com- the, the, the complete key remix. You don't even, you don't have to think of a crazy name. They already have it for you. Yeah, yeah. So okay, so that's Kingdom Hearts. That's cool. How and, much to get you to play that? Oh, I would what, just I would a copy absolutely. of the game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay. I would love to play it. Just yeah. time. Yeah, um, I would like. I've heard that they're great. Like in terms of like just this the the, the character and the story and everything like that. I have them on PS2, and I probably have one or two of the PS3 editions, the like the remade remakes they did for that. Um, and I did play; I started to play the original PS2 one years ago, and I got maybe an hour or two into it. And San Andreas, I guess I don't know, <laughs> something happened, and I never got back to it. And I really do want to go through all those games i absolutely do and especially now with kids so um you know having kids i am sure they would really enjoy going through it too but um yeah it's a matter of time basically uh so then wednesday october 31st on the ps4 we have a game called death mark for 49.99 this is rated m and there is also a limited edition for sixty nine ninety nine, also rated M, you would hope. Uh, so this, uh, there's a rumor spreading in Tokyo's H-City, those who possess the mark will die, unexpectedly appearing on the body like a chewed up birthmark. The mark is said to result in an unknown death. Uh, now having lost your memory, you stand before a mysterious house said to protect those who possess the mark. As the doors swing open, the countdown to death has already begun. You have to search around and survive. Um, find clues to increase your odds of survival. Uh, you have to act upon your knowledge, make wise decisions. 
all kinds of crazy things. It's it's from Axis. So it's a weird looking game, but awesomely weird looking game. Uh, the special edition, the limited edition, uh, of course, my computer locks up when I try to do that. The limited edition includes, uh, is that tattoos? Come on, I have no list here. What happened to the list? Oh, it's killing me. So it looks like there's a, sound, there's a soundtrack. Uh, and here we go. Exclusive 96-page full-color hardcover art book. Spooky soundtrack CD. Temporary tattoo sheet. <laughs> and a dramatic printed slipcase to hold everything. Um, okay. Then there is a Vita version as well. That is also the regular edition and the limited edition. The Vita version is $39.99 for the regular edition, $59.99 for the limited edition. Then on Thursday, November 1st, we have the Sony Interactive Entertainment Gold Wireless Headset in white. How's that for confusing? The Gold Wireless Headset white. Anybody that buys a white headset, I'm sorry, you're kind of crazy. No, you're just supposed to be in like a '90s um, Jamiroquai video or I something. I, I don't care how <laughs> I don't care how clean your hands are. Like that headset's getting dirty. <laughs> yeah, well, it's got to match your your white Destiny PS4 Pro. If I right? had one, if I had one. <laughs> um, so this is ninety nine ninety nine. I I don't know about these. I. Are these the ones where everybody was having problems, or was it the old ones where everybody was problems having problems with the band cracking and breaking? And uh, the old ones had the the, the, the ones that vibrated. Elites, right? Okay. Yeah, those those cracked on the side. And then apparently the, the, these are the newly designed um, golds. Like they have like a yeah. they're not as I guess clunky would be the only word I would call it. Like the band isn't as thick or whatever. Um, but uh, these are not the Platinums, which I don't, you know, Glenn didn't enjoy the Platinums when he reviewed them, um, and based on the fact that I haven't seen any more colors or anything happen with those, I don't think it went over very well, generally. So. Yeah. So, that's it. I mean, this is, you know, it's another pair of gold wireless headsets for the PS4, and it's white. The runaway from that. the runaway week after Red Dead. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, a couple news stories. So um, you found this one, Michael. I know I, I've got some thoughts on this, but there's a little bit more details coming out about name changes, huh? Yeah, so the private beta uh, started, and users are digging into the warnings and fine print of everything, and the latest bit of fine print that people noticed uh, that it is making everyone second-guess whether it's worth it is here just step-by-step step one. Uh, not all games and applications for PS4, PS3, PS Vita, or other PlayStation systems support online ID change, which we knew that going in. They mentioned that in the first blog post. This is where it gets more interesting. You may lose access to content, including paid content, that you have acquired for your games, including content like add-ons and virtual currency. That's a huge one. You may lose progress with games, including game save data, leaderboard data, progress toward trophies. Parts of your games or applications might not function properly, both online or offline. Your previous online IDs may remain visible 
to you and other players in some places. So the major thing, like we knew about the last two and the first one, the main one that's causing concern is you may, there's the, the chance that you will lose access to paid content and you may lose your save data even for offline games. To be fair, they've said a lot of things in any kind of beta firmware that this could break your console, this could cause damage, and we're not liable. Like you're you're signing into a beta knowing that there's a risk, especially with their firmware betas. But this sounds it's, like it's but, not even beta related. This yeah. is like it's in beta, but these are real consequences that will come from no, it. No, possibly, I, yeah. I agree. Like I was just saying that like they're you know, like they're this is part of the reason why, name changes aside, this is part of the reason why I've never signed up for these firmware betas in the first place. Because they're like, well, we're going to test something on you. And if something goes wrong on your end, it's your fault. Yep. And it also blocks you from, some of them have blocked you from uh, streaming, yeah. uh, screenshotting. Like, they disable content, you know, parts of your console. But at its core, this is terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Uh, me and Josh talked about how we don't really have intentions of changing our name dave you weren't here last week do you wanted to share your thoughts on this as someone who wants to change so, their name? yeah i do want to change my name partially because you know like i didn't know exactly what i was doing when i created my name so it, i don't know if i've actually said this on the podcast or not but um the the core of my name uh my psn name is my wife's initials and my initials my wife's maiden name initials um, most of you know my wife's uh, first name is Angela, and then she has a middle name that starts with an N, and her maiden name started with an N. So that's where the A and N comes from. And then mine is David William Hunt. Um, so that's where the DWH comes from. So, and that is we use that for certain things. It's it's a unique set of characters, obviously. Um, so those are there. There are certain things that we use that for um, to help us in the world. Uh, but that is not what I want people to see when I'm online playing games with them anymore or at all or ever but it's but it doesn't matter now with the ps4 you do the real name thing and yeah but it, when you're playing a game with somebody that it, that it shows their name above their head it doesn't show the real name yeah so um yeah. i agree with you when you're searching through sending out party invites it's like josh is like okay where's dave there's dave okay send the invite absolutely agree um and then also you don't have to worry about having those psn avatars because you can just link your facebook profile picture or your twitter profile or you can just change it yourself uh, to any picture you want um my concern is and you know like there might be a list that's out there now or not out there now but um games after april of this year have to support it it says that they have to support it um but games before then don't so like as an example and i know i use it as an example a lot like what if activision chooses not to support it with destiny what if ea chooses not to support it with fifa 18 but does support it with fifa 19 you know, like, what if, you know, there, what if Bethesda says, you know what, Sony, you haven't been playing nice with us on Crossbuy, so screw you, we're not going to support it. What if Epic says, uh-uh. We've already been through some bullshit with you guys before. Yeah, so I'm just, and, yeah, you can change it back, but, like, what's the point of changing it back if I got to change it in the first place? Like, what, like, I, and, you know, I know you but, can change it back for free, but can I go back to my new name for free as I please? Like, so if EA chooses not to support it, but Destiny does support it, can I go back and forth as needed? For nope, how, but, no. That's lame. So if, if you, if you change it and you lose all this stuff, and then you change it back, does all that stuff magically reappear? Yes, because I, so I was listening to a, a podcast, I forget which podcast it was, but they had a call-in who works for some security firms and builds databases. 
So what I think the problem Sony had is instead of, so when you build a database, you make people a unique code. Mm -hmm. And that unique code is then has all the usernames layered on top of it and stuff like that. So you can change whatever's above it without any issues. Social security number. Exactly. So you can change your first name as many times as you want because social security number is the thing that matters. So what Sony probably did is there is no unique code. That unique code is just your name. So when you change that, it messes everything up. So going back to it is probably not an issue because that data will just look for that original name, that unique code. Mm. And when you change your name, then the store will look for your license and look for that unique code, can't find it because you changed it, and then that's where all these issues come up. So I don't think there will be an issue going back. It's just changing it is the problem. So So, that's why they allow you to go back whenever you want, because then that'll solve all your issues. (laughs) But So does everybody now understand why Sony was dragging their feet on this and saying it was not something that they could just do (laughs) and that they were trying to find a way to make it work? And this kludgy way of making it work with all these problems seems to be the best they could do. I'd rather them wait for PS5, do it correctly, and have PS5 on a separate PSN network. I don't think they can three. do it correctly. Yeah, yeah I, they would have a new. I, a new I, it's time for. I'm sorry. Like there, it's time for a new PSN. At this point, yeah, and I think that's why they're just waiting this long because most of the PS3 stuff is shut down. Yeah. But you will possibly lose some PS3 games if they can't, you know, work with the developers to patch the game. And PSN doesn't seem like it can distinguish like the unique code from this, or yeah. a unique key from this, the actual screen name. This feels like Sony checking a box. Ha, we did it. You know, asterisks. But like it, it's like in like the whole reason they're doing a beta, I feel, isn't to work out bugs. It's to make the master list of what works and doesn't work. And I don't, I, I don't like using public to find out your problems. But that's but that's what I think that's, this beta is going to be. I think be. that's it's, the only way they can find out these problems, unless they do it all with internal, um, right? Just internal employees yeah. and stuff. Hey, go change your name and see what happens. I'm, I'm sure the that there's some. Know? I'm sure there's some magical list out there or whatever of games that will support this and games that won't support this. My my fear was like. What if, you know, like I, I've mentioned it before like with Destiny, like, okay, what if Activision as a company chooses not to support it? And people are like, well, the new Call of Duty is after April. Yeah, but Overwatch ain't. Yeah. Destiny's not. Uh, Diablo's I, not. <laughs> I think I would... Sony's whole thing is popular games have to support it yeah, or they will and... no longer be popular. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You have to look at it from a business standpoint. From for Activision and and EA and them, you have to look at it from a business standpoint. Where, okay, if we don't make sure that this works, and a chunk of our user base comes at us because their stuff got all fucked up, we can't just point them at Sony and say, "Well, it's Sony's fault." You know? Yeah, but Michael, we like, have to fix this. Do you have an Overwatch cloud save file, or is everything kept on BlizzardNet? Uh, everything is cl- uh, kept. I think I needed to make a Blizzard ID for PS4 Overwatch, so it's saved there. It should be fine. Right, because I don't like Destiny. Everything's kept on Bungie.net, which you should be fine because no, but that can still be an issue because yeah, again, see, it's that unique code see, thing yep, that I was that's talking, what I'm talking about. about. That's what I'm talking about. Like there are games that have been out for multiple years that are built, like Rainbow Six Siege, For Honor, 
Like these are games that don't get. There's not a. There's not a For Honor two coming out. There's not a Rainbow Seven or you know Rainbow Six Siege something else coming out. Like these are games that are multiple years old. Division is still being played. Like yes, do I believe that Ubisoft will support this? Like sure, but these games that keep certain certain things on the server side, to where like you know if Overwatch goes under maintenance, like there's no offline mode for Overwatch. There's the no- only thing is, um, so Sony was. If if the unique code key thing, which seems like the most plausible thing, is true, Sony was stupid with how they did it. Sorry, does, Sony. Does, people that, that are listening. does that surprise you? Yes, because it, it's you're talking about a. It's in two thousand and six. Does that surprise you? Other companies weren't making this mistake. Clearly, Microsoft, when they made the Xbox Live, didn't make this mistake. I think the well, problem was Microsoft, Microsoft is a hard also, uh, is a hardware uh, yeah. or software company. Yeah, that's no, and then hardware. also <laughs> Japan's never been great with the internet in terms of like video games, so they didn't know what they were doing exactly. I have a feeling so. Like you're concerned about Destiny with the stuff saved on Bungie. They probably have a unique code thing that they just have PSN like layer over. You know, they probably have a failsafe for this built in already, so they'll be fine. Who would this really affects are the smaller studios and the studios that are no longer around. Like an indie studio that's like two people. Like they're probably not going to go back to like fix their save data because they can't afford to do it. Like the big studios, I don't think they'll have any issue because it's like. See, I I dis I disagree. Like I think the big studios are going to have a huge problem with it because theirs is built. If it is built around that unique code, you're changing that unique code. Yeah, but you the would small studios that- you can play that game offline. Yeah, you're not, you're not but, connecting to something every time you sign up. Not necessarily, though. If you read the thing, it says like you can lose save data because the yeah. save data is t- linked to that. No, but I think the thing is like as long as the studios like the Bungie Net Bungie dot Net thing is using like a unique username and code, they can just attach that to whatever PSN ID you do. Uh, just because some games have done that where you can like transfer accounts or you know like. No, I, like I mean, I, I 100% follow what you're saying. I just, I still remember like signing into, you know, maybe Josh, you can speak to this because you've been playing both NHL and Madden. Like every time you sign in, it's like connecting to Madden, connecting PSN to EA's network or whatever. You have to make your EA account and you have to sync those things. Like if all of a sudden you change I part of that, I know you I don't, do but when you go to, <laughs> when you go to play a game online, you have to, like when you go to play a match online, you have to. I, I play matches online and I never sign into my, like EA account. Mm. Which means you might be screwed because of that. Um, so for Overwatch specifically, it, when I go into Blizzard's end of the site, you know, like Blizzard's website and go to Blizznet or whatever, it's called Battle.net, uh, I can de-link and, un, you know, de-link and re-link a PSN account and still keep my stuff. Right. So Blizzard clearly must have something in their back end. You just have to hope other companies have their stuff saved properly to where you could de-link and link a PSN ID and not worry about losing stuff. Yeah, so that's it's, the thing. It's it, company it, by company. It's going to be a mess. It is. It's going to be really messy and we're going to see it all shake out over the next couple of weeks and months as the people who are in the beta who actually do it, they're they're going to pop up with, oh, this game is broken, this game is broken, this... We, and we'll yeah. see. You know, we are going to talk next week about there is going to be a major game in the next five to seven days that ends up on our news list next week. I'm telling you right now. It's possible. And it, the the more interesting thing is going to see the response to it from the publishers and developers, how they handle it. 
Fallout 76 beta is going to be broken because of it. Watch. We'll see what happens, you know? But at least that would be a company that has the means to fix it. You know? It might take a while. There might be an instance where a game's like, hey, you can't play for, like, the next two weeks while we get our best guys, like, on this. I just just feel like that, yes, this is is the number one requested thing on, on PS Nation, or on PS PlayStation's what what you want to see from PlayStation, um, you know? But I just feel like this is them checking a box. Like this is not this is not what I wanted. Like I don't but want this. This was clearly the best that they could do. They yeah. would not put this thing out this half ass after this much time if this wasn't the best that they could possibly do with it. You know, it was either this or just have everybody all over them for the next 10 years saying, why can't we change our names? Why can't we change our names? Why can't we change our names? How do you explain this to them? You know? uh, apparently you don't. Well, you put it out there and you say, here it is. You wanted it. This is the best we could do. Now, do you really want it? It's up to you. Maybe make a new ID. Because I was just, like, the, I was disappointed you know, that I like I didn't even sign up to get in the beta. I didn't even think about it because I'm like, oh great, like now I can't. Like now when I am able to change my name, like all the like the first thirty options I have, I'm not going to be able to get. I'm going to end up with that X something something. Because, <laughs> but it sounds like there's yeah. a bunch of there's a huge bunch of issues. Like so maybe I'm just happy that I'm not in the beta and I'll just wait for it to roll out. Maybe it'll get better. Like. Maybe it'll yeah. get better, or maybe the release date for this in public gets pushed back as they reevaluate things. If yeah. it gets bad, I think it's going to just release, and it's just going to be like take it or leave it. Yeah, it's it's going to be what it is. It's there. The beta is going to go, and people are going to find problems, and it's up to the different studios to figure out whether they can fix it, whether they have the resources, whether they care, whether it's enough of an outcry, and you know, it'll all just shake out one way or another. And then when it comes down to it, you just have to sit there and decide, do I really want to do this? Do I own any of these games that are going to be a problem? Do I care about any of these games that are going to be a problem? Do I even play them anymore? And then make your choice, you know, on your own. So it's how it's all going to shake out in the end, I'm sure. Yeah, just, it's scary. Yeah. It's definitely not worth it. Just you have to keep your your yeah, name. I'll just, just, you I'll don't just lose wait. data. I'll just wait. Yeah, the yeah. data one is you know like I don't mind losing saves because most of the saves on my PS3 I don't care about. I'd have to restart most of the ghost games anyways. It's the fact that I might lose access to some of those games, not online multiplayer, like just flat out lose access to a game. Like well, that I game mean- will peen something i guess maybe it, you won't lose access to it if you're not connected to psn but even then if you're not connected to psn you don't need to change your name so like if there's an active ps3 user who wants to change their name it probably isn't worth it for them because most of those games aren't going to get patched <laughs> yeah well and you keep talking about losing data but we already lost him to sh- when he was fighting shinzon you know I'm just going to leave that out there. Okay, let's move on. So Days Gone <laughs> has been delayed again. <laughs> I'm just going to, yeah, let's just move on. Yeah, uh, man. Star Wars. Somebody on the forums explain that to me. So. Anyway, right. other, somebody other than Andy explain that to me. So Days Gone has been delayed. I wanted to piss him off and say Star Wars. Again. Uh, I kind of felt this was coming. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like I this mean, game has gone dark again. Well, see, I I don't know. I worry about this game. And I've said this in the past. 
I, I the past couple times I've seen this, I haven't seen anything that's really captivated me, and they haven't really explained what is there to really make me say, "Ooh, yeah. this is a game I want to play." You know, they had that really cool, almost like a tech demo. Like, look at all the freakers! Look at the five thousand freakers coming at you from all different directions, and look, they have this specialized AI where they're they're looking for weaknesses in the structure and they're finding ways in and then they all start to turn and come in all these different ways. But where's the game behind it? What else is going on in this game, this open world huge game in the Pacific Northwest? All the demos I've played of it, all the different events I've been to... I, Horde mode-ish. I don't see... Story. What the hook is? Yeah, I don't see and a story, and, and I, I think don't they're see battling. The hook a, is. I think they're battling a double-edged sword because, you know, like we kind of were in this point with God of War where they were like, "Hey, like Kratos is back, but he's not in the same world," and that's really all they were saying. But we knew that what it was, it was a God of War game at its core. And if you really step away and look at God of War, it was a, it obviously was a God of War game at its core, just better. This is a brand new IP where they probably don't want to give out too much information but at the same time that's hurting them as well i don't think they they have much to give out that's what i'm afraid of because they could give out more information without giving stuff away other games have done it and we just haven't got much of anything on this which that's what kind of worries me and the stuff i played i don't see where it's going it feels very generic in a way, you know, and I don't see how this is going to stand out from all the other games out there. So there's no faith in the Sony umbrella helping them, like bringing people from Naughty Dog to help them, like we've heard that they do, or bringing people from Santa Monica to help them? I mean, they could, but if it's a problem story-wise, that's a major overhaul in the middle of a game that was, like, supposed to be come winding down you know production at this point i mean now they pushed it back from february to april uh the end of april april 26th um 2019 so i mean that's just a couple months i don't see that as being enough time to yeah that sounds like it sounds like they decided to give them some more time to polish some things that's what it sounds like more so than you know I just I don't know I I need I need to see where the hook is because I hate saying it because I love Sony Bend and I love love the stuff they've done but I just don't see where the hook is and it feels yeah. very generic to me and everything I've seen and played of it so far the the major concern for me is like a development life cycle development time like I think the last thing Sony Bend worked on was um, Uncharted on the Vita correct. Mm. I'd have to look it up. So okay. I, I think it was close to the uh, Uncharted. I don't even can't even remember the name of the game right now. A Golden Abyss. That's it. Um, and then you look at something where we, you know, it probably was in development beforehand, but we find out about Spider-Man like two E3s ago, and it comes out, you know, sixteen months after it's announced. And now we're talking about Days Gone. To the point of where it's been at E3, it's been shown, it's been featured at E3, it's kind of been an afterthought at E3, and then it hasn't even been talked about at all at E3. And yeah, it's still not so, out. So before this, 
and this is coming 2019, the last thing they did was 2011-2012, Uncharted Golden Abyss and Uncharted Fight for Fortune, which was that... The mobile uh, game or something. Yeah, that was on the Vita, too. Yeah. But that was that card game, basically, on the Vita. But before that was 2009 Resistance Retribution on the PSP, which I loved. And then Siphon Filter Games. So... All the way back to the first game was Busby 3D. But yeah. then it was like Siphon Filter 1, 2, 3, Omega Strain, Dark Mirror, Logan Shadow. Um, so, I mean, we're talking about so, like multiple time and where like things that you could talk about, like great games like God of War on the PS4 wasn't even being thought about when Sony Bend is, was working on Days Gone. Horizon wasn't even in the, in the, in the, in the, in the mirror pretty much it might have been a little bit you know days gone went into production according to what i can find days gone went into production in january 2015 no way i mean i know that's what i know it's what it's saying but the golden abyss came out in 2012 or 11 yes so so you're saying that sony ben wasn't doing anything for three years nothing maybe they were planning out what they were they did fight for fortune in 2012 so three years yeah i don't know what they were doing for three years. They were planning. They were maybe they were helping out with other projects. Yeah, they could have been like an auxiliary that. studio. Yeah, they could very well because they're Sony Studio. They could very well have been helping out with other games, um, and then said, "All right, this is what we want to do next," and went into production in January 2015. I don't so- know. It's it like so. I had two thoughts when I heard this. When I heard it was delayed, I wasn't shocked, but at the same time, I was like, maybe Sony's not letting it, you know, setting out to die, like they did eighteen eighty six and Days Gone, where, like, the the fact that they announced that it was being delayed means because I thought they were just gonna let this go out and die, you know, like it was gonna yeah. release in February and they weren't gonna talk about it and. Just well, no, I figured they're, it they're, I figured either way they're going to push it, but I just don't. I, I've gotten just a weird vibe from it, you know. So, when I when I went to go play it at E three, I was like a complete naysayer of just like, oh, this is boring, generic. None of the gameplay looked good. I played it twice, and it was actually fun. But anytime there was a cutscene, it was just like on it, like. I don't want to sound mean, but it just felt uninspired. It just didn't leave any effect on me. And yeah. it also doesn't help that it was showcased at the same reveal at the same like E3 that they revealed last of us Two. you know, like it's living in the shadow where it's like Sony can't really marquee this and the last of us at the same time. And you, you just have these two games that, you know, have zombies and one of them has got the prestige of Naughty Dog, and then this one just hasn't had anything that like popped out outside yeah. of like their zombie tech. But that's the other thing. Like there are very strong, memorable characters with really good writing behind them, and Days Gone I hasn't don't shown remember. that. Yeah, I don't even remember the guy's name. Nope. Like, what is the main character's name? I've been calling him uh, Daryl. Like. <laughs> But that's the thing. Like, I, I should know this already. You know, we knew Joel and Ellie from right from exactly. the start. We knew Joel and Ellie, and, and that was all over the place. I couldn't tell you what this guy's name is at this point. And I've played this game like three times, three, yeah. four times. And we've seen point. multiple story trailers. I, I just, uh, 
this is what worries me. And I hate being negative about this, but it it just worries me. I don't I don't I hope it proves me wrong and I hope it ends up being an amazing game. I yeah. really, really do. I just don't know where it's going. I mean, they haven't... The thing about it, I look at it both ways. Like, as I think about this, I'm like, well, maybe this will be the one. But they haven't tripped yet with PS4. Everything that Sony's touched has been 1886. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but, and then... But even... Killzone Shadowfall. <laughs> Shadowfall was still... like Shadowfall was doing things that it shouldn't... Like, they were relying on things that were built into the system that they thought people would use, and it didn't work. Like, that was the problem with with Shadowfall. Like, the story of Shadowfall and stuff like that was fine. Um, the problem is that, like, this could be the one that they that they trip. Like, like they, you know, but at the same time, I think that they have so much goodwill built up that I think that they could absorb that trip, obviously. Definitely. They, they, this, I don't know. So, Sony's definitely had some weird moments this generation uh this one definitely seems like one of those ones that i kind of just expect them to just be like oh yeah that came out and then move on to right away or move on from immediately uh and which i mean they've done it they they essentially it did really well but they essentially did it with detroit oh here's a launch trailer the game's out and then you didn't really hear them talk about it anymore after that they did that to days gone yeah no i mean i know Detroit did really well you know, like they've done it before and it's worked out with Detroit and Days Gone, but I, I don't know if it'll work out for this one just because it does, it hasn't grabbed any gone. attention. Yeah, you oh, it. not Days Gone. Sorry, um, <laughs> Until Dawn. Okay. Until Dawn was Until a game Dawn, that they yes. kind of just because remember, eighteen eighty six came out earlier that year, yeah, and they immediately like backed off the marketing on uh, Until Dawn, and were just but then luckily that was good enough that it found its success. You know. Like the Twitch market brought that Until game. Dawn was so freaking good, though. It was, oh but gosh. you remember how Sony just kind of stopped marketing it because everyone was complaining 1886 was just a movie, and then they're going to come out with you know a movie until a movie. Dawn. <laughs> yeah. But, so yeah, I mean, so good. I, and, no, no, and it worked out luckily for that studio and that game. Yeah. Like despite getting a push, like the Twitch, you know, and the YouTube uh, demographics help bring that game up and elevate that game to where we have spinoffs and now we have like an anthology series coming from that mm-hmm. studio for horror games yeah. maybe that can have the same fate you know like or maybe days gone can have that outcome i i don't know if it will i have a feeling this is another 1886 yeah, just... it's a shame well let's talk something brighter spider-man Spider-Man. sold a crap ton yeah, <laughs> like a mega crap ton. Um, so we got MPD numbers for September of uh, this year, obviously, which is the month that Spider-Man came out. Um, so Spider-Man topped the charts and set a new record for the highest launch month dollar sales for any PlayStation exclusive ever. The game made more money over its launch than any other title across the entire industry this year. And then uh, MPD said that the first month sales were 37% higher than the combined launch month sales of every other Spider-Man game released <laughs> since 1995. Jeez. Yeah, well, obviously, because you throw that Atari 2600 Spider-Man in there and it would crush the PS4. <laughs> 
It's funny you say that, but there could be a reason why they left that, st- that game off the list because it like evens out. Yeah. It's just like, oh, we gotta we gotta put a random arbitrary day in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the twenty six hundred Spider Man was crushing it. <laughs> and but all then, those Game Boy Spider Mans, arcade Spider Mans, there must have been a, enough of built up there. Like, yeah, let's just cut it off in ninety five. Interesting. That's, yeah, go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say that's pretty fantastic for Insomniac. Um, Great. It's exciting. And now they've got all that money. Now they're flush with cash and they can use it to do my Resistance Trilogy HD remake for the PS4 or PS5. They can hire like two interns to handle that now. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I still want that. Uh, Other interesting side note. um, So NPD for September ran until October 6th. Uh, Assassin's Creed released on October 5th, and Assassin's Creed hit number three on the list. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and Assassin's Creed, it's worth it because, man, that's such a good game. Oh, so good. That, good game. I don't know. It's like I haven't listened to the whole episode last week. Josh, did you review it last week? No. So, so good that Josh I, is not even done with it. <laughs> no, well, that's the thing. I made a big point. I made a big show of it last week that I don't even understand how half these people reviewed it when, as of last week, and even as of, like, yesterday, we're still getting articles about shit that people are finding in it now that nobody even knew was in there. So how could you review the game if two, three weeks later we're still finding out new shit about the game? I, you know... I mean, I get it. You have to play enough of it and get to a point where you review it. And I'll do it next week. But there's so much going on in this game. It's insane. And it's just, it's overwhelming to a point. But it's amazing. I mean, I, I love it. I really love it. And I could just get lost in it constantly. But I keep trying to drive the story forward as, as much as I can. Even though I don't want to, I just want to just play in these areas and and stealth my way through everything and take everybody out. And it's so much fun. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. But okay, enough of that. <laughs> so, do, like, were you done pointing out notable uh, things on the charts? Because uh, there's yeah. a couple. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, this one I'm kind of happy for. Uh, Tomb Raider was number five. Oh, it's like awesome. the first yeah, time it but was Square Enix will pro- come out come out and say it still wasn't successful. Oh, they definitely will. They'll be like, <laughs> it's on two, it's on two, it's on you know like three platforms. Day one still didn't do well, but the fact that it made number five is you know it's a good step for it. That's what happens when you release on multiple consoles. But, but wait, but look what it's behind. It's behind Spider Man, which is a juggernaut. NBA Two K Nineteen, exactly, is always going to sell. As the next Assassin's Creed, which is always going to sell, and FIFA, which is going to sell a billion copies. I think they're in a good place there. They, yeah, five. especially Madden is number six, and we're only a month into the NFL season, so you would expect Madden to be higher. Yeah, so but Madden came out tremendously earlier in August this than it has yeah. previously. I well, I was about to say I'm really surprised that NHL 19 is all the way up at number ten, but then when I see what's behind it, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, there's a Grand major Theft- drop off right <laughs> after it. Grand Theft Auto Five, yeah, uh, WWE, Rainbow Six Siege, Crash Bandicoot. Minecraft needs to yeah. step their game up, man. They finally fell off. But this but, is oh shit, yeah. This is a lot of games that you know. Besides Dragon Quest Eleven, which is a very niche title, the rest of them are games that have either been around a long time yeah. or are not so great in WWE. Um, yeah. 
So, but yeah, NHL 19, as far as I understand, is good for about a million copies every year. And EA seems to be okay with that, which is good. Then um, uh, this list, we pulled this list from uh, GameSpot. Um, year to date, uh, all platforms. Anybody want to guess? What, Josh, have you looked at it? I'm looking at it right now. Oh, Sorry. Cheater, so. <laughs> um, number one is Far Cry 5. All, pla- is, all platforms. It did all really. Platforms, it did really which, well on PC, which is kind of impressive for to me to think Far Cry would be number one. Number two's got a war, and then already number three, Spider Man. That's like, insane. That's crazy. So it kind of it kind of ties into us saying that like Sony can maybe trip a little bit with Days Gone because like they're you know like God of War and Spider Man are beating multiple platform games. Yep. Though I, I wonder. I, I we will never find out, but I would love to know the Marvel Sony split for the game because mm-hmm. Marvel's got some high licensing fees, and then also like fifty fifty. Doubt that. <laughs> uh, Grand Theft Auto Five's number seven. This game will. This won't stop. Yeah. Jeez. Well, no, maybe no. maybe it will next week. No. This week. No, I think that's. I think that's going to keep selling. There's a mixed client base that will play both, but I think that GTA is GTA, man. You could ask anybody what GTA stands for, and they'll tell you. If you ask them what RDR stands for, they're not going to know. True, true. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy that it's still on there. All right, but that, that's all the uh, stats I got from right. MPDs from this month. Did we have any reviews hit the site this week, Josh? Um, there will be. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just go look at the site there will be a couple going up in the next day or two um chaz has like 20 reviews i have to go through i mean seriously i looked at he sent me a list like these are all done i'm like oh fuck <laughs> i can't it it's overwhelming um but yeah we, there, we, we there love we be... love you chaz but wait, maybe like one game every like three days instead of like four <laughs> games a, a day <laughs> um but thank you yeah, for reviewing so... them so there's that. There's a couple of mine are going up, and there, there's there's a bunch. Yeah, so there will be stuff in the next couple of days. I just don't have anything to say right now about what and when. Bridge Constructor should go up because I've mostly written it, um, and I'm going to review it right now after uh, Michael does Call of Duty Black Ops 4. I thought it was yeah. Black Ops I, 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 I. Yes. That, that's exactly what it is, Dave. Exactly. Well, according to Twitter, it should all be one V. I, I, I don't. I, yeah, I still don't understand people freaking out over the logo and all that stuff. It's, like, it's, it's okay, guys. Well, it's just it's dopey. It, I mean, what if you think of it as tallies? Well, I mean, when you look at it in a text format, like we are, like right now, like on our on our document or on our, on our agenda, yeah, it looks it looks funky. Um, but when you look at it in the game, it looks fine. Like the logo, it's about the logo. So. It's a and, pretty and nice that, logo. That's it. Well, that's the thing. You know, it was a graphic designer that was like, "Well, this looks better," and they were like, "Shit, okay, yeah, go with that." And now it's really nice on a hat. Yeah. Okay, so let me see. Uh, see, typically when you review a Call of Duty game, you're like, "Here's the story." Uh, we don't have that this time so it 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 was an interesting review to tackle because it's basically three different things that i'm have to like it's been interesting to see how other um outlets have covered this they've ign and GameSpot, i think covered them as individual games and then gave an overall review and gave an overall review 
So I, I, I dabbled in, I, I played significant like in multiplayer and blackout and I dabbled in zombies. If you didn't win a blackout match, you can't review this game. <sighs> okay. Next week. <laughs> okay. So, um, there is no story this year. There are still some cutscenes you can find. It's interesting how they did this in a little. So the main menu has like three big boxes, multiplayer zombies, blackout. And then there's little boxes that say specialist HQ. If you go into that, there are cutscenes for you to watch that you will unlock through playing multiplayer. And all I'll say about them is it feels like this is maybe parts of a story they were building that they just decided to... <laughs> Aha! The game did have a campaign and they cut the content and took it away from people but gave you the cutscenes. <laughs> it kind of feels like that because it just... There's some story going on. I haven't unlocked all of them just because the way to unlock them is kind of like you either have to hit certain levels or you need to collect random gear throughout the game. But it's like no big deal. There are cutscenes in there. There's a little bit of a story. It looks cool. The writing's kind of like bland and generic. So I can see why if this was the actual part of the story that they were like, maybe we should stop and focus on other aspects. This story's so bad, we should just drop the whole thing. But they didn't want to, like, throw away the stuff they worked on. So they're like, what if we just chop these into two-minute videos? We paid the voice actor. Put it on the thing. <laughs> yeah, the, the checks were cut. So but that's beside the point. Uh, the main thing, uh, I'll just go from the thing I liked the least to the thing I played the most, or basically. Um so zombies is the most zombies content they've ever done before. It's not much has changed. They usually just release like one zombies map at the start and then there'll just be more zombie maps through DLC. This game starts off with three zombie maps and I think there's one hidden behind pre-order bullshit or the season pass that's already out. Zombie maps work pretty much the same as they always done. You're just kind of like in an endless horde, and you're just kind of dicking around in the map, unlocking Easter eggs and random boss fights. It's it's fun. Like, the maps are pretty creative. One of them, you kind of... You end up in the Gladiator Arena, and you go through different, like, tunnels and stuff like that, and fight different bosses. Throughout that, it's a cool setting, but the gameplay, to me, always just feels kind of repetitive. And the other map, uh, one of the maps I played, is like it takes place on a Titanic while it's sinking. But it's all the same stuff. It's just like zombies are just coming at you, but there's no real direction you're given or anything like that. You still board up walls, but it's an open big area. So boarding up a window kind of means nothing because you're not going to stay in one spot for too long. You're constantly running around the area battling zombies uh the reason i haven't enjoyed it too much is zombies mode crashes on me probably one in four matches like just straight up blue screen like error report all that stuff on the ps4 not just like a froze thing like you know like frozen application just like blue screen immediately sends me to the error report and i just type in broke again and then just close it and restart it. So I've not been having a great time with the zombies mode. For people that do enjoy zombies, it's it's exactly what you expect. It's still, you know, cheesy dialogue and you're just battling endless waves of zombies and 
ton of little Easter egg stuff that you can find and like things you unlock that they don't give you an explanation on how to get it. You just kind of figure it out yourself and just run into some potential cool situations. So that's that. Not really too into that, but it's there for those that like it. Hopefully they patch it, just because I know I'm not the only one that's having crash issues with this game, but though it only seems to be happening with me for zombies. Um, multiplayer, I am like, I was super into Call of Duty. Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3 was like the last time I was really into it. Black Ops 1 is where I kind of fell off. I'm enjoying the multiplayer just because of some of the changes they've made. Uh, the fact that regenerating health is no longer a thing. You have to actually heal yourself with a stem pack that mm. actually it, it generate, you know, like the, the ability to heal yourself is frequent enough that you never feel like you're desperate for health. You really just have to, you take damage and run away for a couple seconds and you can usually pop yourself back with some health. It's an interesting dynamic because, a lot of times in multiplayer shooters and stuff like that, somebody like takes damage and they just run away. And then, you know, by the time that you chase them and catch up to them, they ran away far enough that they've regen enough health that they can combat with you now. But if they have to run away and stop moving and heal themselves, that's a huge change. Well, the good thing is you don't have to stop. You can heal and run, but you do need to be strategic on, do I want to pop this health now? Because it, if I'm going to get into another firefight, I'm going to need health maybe right away. If you're doing like an objective, you have to be strategic on when you're going to like pop your health. So you do run out of health pack. Uh, you don't, you don't run out of health. It's on a, uh, a countdown. Okay. So, uh, the countdowns again, the countdown is not like long enough that like you're ever really desperate, but when you're doing objective based modes, you want to be a little bit strategic on when you use it just because you, could end up in a firefight right away and if you used your health you know a couple seconds ago you're going to go in underprepared so there is some strategy that the new health system adds to it which call of duty needed something different you know because it's just kind of been the same thing to regenerate i mean they kind of they didn't start regenerated health but they popularized the hell out of it and uh it's good to see them switch and it is also fun seeing some of the call of duty community not used to it yet because I'm constantly having to remind people to heal themselves. You'll just see someone who's like half health for way too long. You're like, dude, heal yourself. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. And they hmm. pop that stem pack. Is there a way to reduce that cooldown time on the health healing? Uh, there is a, a perk, I believe, that will cool, um, at least make it quicker to heal yourself. So there is something that once you equip that, you probably, that's like the one thing you should just always equip. It's because it will help you. Um, Modes are pretty standard. Uh, Heist is probably the newer mode. I don't know if it was in World War II because I didn't play World War II, but it's called uh, Heist, and it's basically gun game from like Counter-Strike where everyone starts with a pistol and like $500, and you have to spend the money to equip your character. Every time you get a kill, get a shot, or do the objective, you earn money that you can use on equipment on the next round. Uh, that's really fun just because it becomes kind of a little bit of a chess game in terms of, okay, I need to go with this equipment. You see then in the next round what the other team has in terms of equipment, and you try and pick against that, you know, get the right perks, get the right grenade, all that stuff to just try and give yourself the best advantage. And 
do the objective to get the most cash. Because that's always a thing that I always have a problem with the Call of Duty community is getting people to do the damn objective. They never like doing the objective. It always just comes down to this team deathmatch. <laughs> so Heist forces you to like do the objective just because you can get the most money from that. And it's only uh, one life per round. So you don't spawn back uh, until the next round. So it, it, it's a really fun mode, and I spent a ton of time doing that just because I like it's, when I like when I play Call of Duty games. I like the little bit of strategy, or not Call of Duty games. When I play shooters, I like some strategic elements, and Heist allows that strategic element to be there because it doesn't just boil down to team deathmatch because you have to pick the right gear. Because um, you're picking armor, different types of armor, so you have to decide like, do I really want to spend. 1500 on the medium armor or do i just go with light armor and get a better gun so you constantly have to like figure out exactly what you're going to do with that situation uh one thing i will say uh, about the multiplayer is i'm just a little disappointed with so there's 15 maps i believe i think 14 maps and then one pre-order map what bothers me about that is that's pretty standard for every call of duty game the last couple years and i feel like if you're going to get rid of the single player campaign and go strictly multiplayer you need to go all out you need to show the audience like hey we're all multiplayer but here's the extra stuff we put into the game from our lack of single player uh i i guess blackout is their way of saying like here's the extra thing but i don't think blackout compensates for a lack of uh single player so going into this multiplayer-only game and getting the same amount of maps that you would usually get. And there's nothing wrong with the maps. The maps are good. Uh, there's a couple, I think, that are uh, like uh, remake maps or just old maps, like Nuketown, the pre-order one, is a game uh, is a map that they've brought out for God knows how many games now. So it's stuff like that to where it's like, if you're going to go in the all-multiplayer direction, go all out, you know? You you can't go half pregnant. You got to go full out and just hit everyone with as much content as possible. Uh, but the 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 one thing that got me interested in Call of Duty, obviously, I think I've said a couple times, I've turned into the battle royale guy of the website, and it's blackout mode, which, like many people, I was skeptical about. Like if blackout mode was going to be able to pull off battle royale and surprisingly call of duty were able to pull off one of the better battle royale modes uh that i've played partially because the battle royale modes like fortnite it's you know like weird colorful world gunplay never really felt right it's going for a cartoonish vibe PUBG wants to be realistic but they just don't have the tech to pull off good shooting or consistently good shooting I always, and a lot of people I know, wanted a Battle Royale game with the best shooting possible. And if one thing that Call of Duty knows, it's how to shoot. You know, they know how to make shooting games. All those developers know how to make a good shooter. And getting the consistently good shooting from Call of Duty in a Battle Royale game is the perfect, you know, situation. So, Black Blackout is one of the best battle rail modes because of the consistent shooting. And then just the 
other things, it, the new things it brings. Um, perks have always been a thing with Call of Duty, and Blackout has the perk system. It's all random drops. But the perks are pretty damn cool in terms of what they bring to the table. So a perk would be uh, Brawler. Brawler is a perk that if you do melee damage, you do considerably more melee damage and you regain health when you do connect with a punch. So there's an advantage to getting Brawler and maybe going in for a punch at someone who may have a shotgun because you might be able to luck out and kill them. Uh, there's awareness, which is a perk you pick up and you can hear footsteps louder so you can figure out where people are. And in a blackout mode where it's every man for himself, that is very helpful to have awareness and hear people coming from super far away. Mm. You have dead silent, which is made with, it's just the opposite of awareness. So it makes you silent. You don't make any sounds when you move around. It's elements like that that the Call of Duty franchise brings that makes it uh, a, a little cooler in terms of like what it can do and how you can play the game. And of course, the consistent gun feel. The uh, Blackout map is a pretty good map. Um, there's zombies in the Blackout map, which was weird, but they're basically in three different locations on the map and... You can risk it and go to those locations because there's specific loot that they'll drop that could be beneficial. But when you do that, people know where you're at and they will go to the zombies just to pick you out. They won't interact with the zombies, but they'll know you're there for the loot. Um, just overall, there's just so many different things that the blackout mode does and does well that it is definitely one of the more enjoyable modes that I've played in a long, long time. Uh, but long, long story short, like the game's good. It has its issues. Uh, blackout mode specifically, it lacks the customization that you would want from one of these modes. Call of Duty in a regular multiplayer has some cool customization options that's absent from blackout mode. You just kind of have the generic characters and they have a Black, op, black market store that they started, but it's really lackluster in terms of what you can do for your character look. Uh, emotes are really garbage. Um, there are some things that they can do better. Um, overall, though, I'm going to probably go with like an 8 for this game. It's good. It has its issues. Zombies is kind of what you expect from. It's crashing on me, though. And then... Multiplayer is good. I wish there was a little bit more. And Blackout is phenomenal. That just needs a little bit of tweaking uh, for it to become like a marquee mode uh, or a, like the marquee thing for the Call of Duty franchise. It has that potential. Uh, so I'm going to go with an 8 out of 10. Nice. Cool. Okay. Right. Bridge Constructor, Josh? Yeah, Bridge Constructor. This is technically, this is so weird. So it's called Bridge Constructor Portal. It's the retail disc, but it includes Bridge Constructor Portal, Bridge Constructor, and Bridge Constructor Stunts all on the one disc. I can't really name it Bridge Constructor Portal on the website because we have a review for Bridge Constructor Portal from Andy from when that came out on its own. So... 
in Europe. It's called the Bridge Constructor Collection, I think. Um, I'm not reviewing Portal here because Andy already did it. There's no reason to. Uh, but I'll just talk about the other two. Uh, so the original Bridge Constructor, the idea is uh, it gives you this area to build. Um, you know, it says, here's the, here's the span, here's the, you know, two sides of the river, and here's some uh, anchor points, and here's some materials and a budget, and go. So the first few levels help you a little bit, you know, kind of get you in, in tune with the controls and the different materials as they unlock. Uh, it will help you construct a stable bridge right off the bat. But then a couple levels into it, it just kind of walks away from everything and says, go, you're on your own. And it gets pretty difficult pretty quickly. And I had major frustration with this, uh, just in terms of trying to figure out how to engineer a bridge and make it stable so that these cars could drive across it without it collapsing, or just so I could make it stable so that when I stepped out of the construction mode and into, all right, here it is, it didn't just collapse on me immediately. Uh, I felt like I needed an engineering degree, really, to understand how to make a stable bridge. Uh, Mason dug into YouTube a bit because he just wanted to know how to build some, and he copied some of them right off of YouTube, and then that gave him ideas for ways to build other bridges. So that was probably a good thing. Uh, he started building things on his own, just based off what he had learned from the way people were building them on YouTube. So it's, it's a lot of trial and error unless you go looking for solutions. Uh, it's tough. Uh, it's tougher than I expected because it really doesn't do any hand-holding. Uh, it gives you the basics and then throws you right into the deep end and says, go. So... Um, but it's pretty good. You know, it's it's interesting and the physics are realistic ish. Um, you know, I don't know how super realistic they are, but you do see a certain level of realism in the physics. Bridge constructor stunts is like a twist on that whole thing. So this time you actually get to control the vehicles that are going across the bridge. Uh, this has a lot more hand-holding from level level to level. It gives you all kinds of instructions uh, because there's a lot of different stuff being thrown in. At first, there I don't even think there's an actual bridge there. All you're doing is taking the car from one end of the course to the other, moving left to right, and you have to cross the finish line. Um, but that one is set up so that you immediately learn how to work the gas and brakes because you could just fly all the way down and you'll fly over top of the finish line and you won't get credit for crossing the finish line. You actually have to go between the poles. Uh, so the exactly. You have to hit the gate or it doesn't count. And 
there are levels in there where you're going to be falling from a great height or coming in a little hot and you might miss it. Uh, so you really have to kind of figure out how to get through these things with all these stunts uh, and make it through the finish line. Uh, you get points for causing destruction, for airtime, for flips while you're in the air, and collecting stars. So there's a ton of re- replayability in the game. Um, it's interesting because you play those first couple of levels doing no construction at all. And then you hit a level where it says, you know, here's adjustable ramps and it has some basic ramps set up, but you'll see the stars are a little bit higher than that. Or the distance you have to go is a little bit farther and you're not going to make it with the ramp at that angle. So you can change the angle on it. You can rebuild it. You have a budget just like in the regular bridge bridge constructor. Uh, the lower you keep the budget, the more bonus points you get. Uh, so it becomes more interesting, but it just it gets a little weird there because not only are you constructing these bridges and, and trying to get yourself from point A to point B, but you're actually doing the driving. Uh, so it, it makes it a very different kind of a game. Uh, Bridge Constructor Portal is entirely different. It's more Portal than it is Bridge Constructor. Um, But you can check out Andy's review for that. I don't think I need to go too deep into that. Um, It's a good package overall. I mean, between the three, you you get all three of them, and I think it's about $5 or $10 less than if you bought them on the PSN, which is nice to see. Yeah. That the, the physical package is actually cheaper than buying them digital. Uh, so, you know, it makes it worth it. And it, it because these were separate games, it's one of those things where you put the disc in and it installs each of them separately. So you have three separate icons on your, on your PS4, uh, but you have to have the disc in there, obviously. Uh, it's interesting. It still treats it as three separate games. Yeah, and... Like I've learned a little bit more about that in with my job, um, that that's the way a lot of these things are done, because when you get when when companies are putting these together, putting together multiple games onto a disc, uh, it's just easier to take the separate packages, the separate package files for the games and just drop them on the disc separately than to somehow do more coding and put them together and like one big package. I mean, they can't be like Rockstar and just do three discs in a box. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So it just, it makes it easier that way. But then you get that sort of weirdness where you've got multiple things popping up on your, up on your PS4 when you put the disc in, Um, you know, overall it's a, it's a good package. It, It has its frustration levels and everything. Um, and stunts is a little weird. I it's tough because Portal's really good. It's tough, can, you know, giving it overall. I, I don't know. I a seven. <laughs> Just like I, I think it's a seven overall. I you know, one is better than the others, obviously, and. Uh, yeah, 
It's a seven. I'll just leave it at that. I don't need to go too much deeper into it. I'll have the written review up uh, this week. And if you're interested, you can look at it there. But overall, as a package, it's a better package than buying them separately on the PSN. Obviously, it's cheaper. And you have a physical. So something goes wrong, you've got the physical disc in your hands. So that's all. Let's move on. All right. So what'd you play? Dave? Um, I actually played a little bit of Assassin's Creed Odyssey finally. Um, I started it. Got a lot of For Honor feels right at the very beginning. With some of the, like, the mm, lock-on yeah. targeting and things like that. Um, I Did understand. you play Go ahead. as man or woman? Woman. Damn right. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I, I forgot about some of the stuff that annoys me about Assassin's Creed, but like the first three hours or four hours are like fetch quests. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So I haven't really got through all of that yet. So it's like kind of started playing it. And um, I mean, part of the reason why I missed last week, like Michael mentioned, it was a little bit of retail hell. I mean, I had a pretty big visit and stuff like that. So I really haven't really been playing a lot of stuff. Um, Destiny had their Halloween event come out, which is a lot better than their previous ones. Like it's a, you know, they had some, you know, some pretty cool things in it and cosmetic items that you can earn by playing. And I hit max power uh, level on my Titan this week. Um, so he's at fully maxed out at 600. He's really, really ugly looking. So like that might take some work cause all the different armor and stuff like that. But, uh, uh, the, the Halloween event's been pretty cool. That's available to all destiny players too, as well. So if you uh, only have the plus version of destiny two, which is that regular base game, you can actually play the festival of the lost as well and earn some of the stuff. Um, there's also supposed to be some addition, uh, October 30th and an additional quest, uh, that's being added to it then. Um, you know, so that's you know dabbled a little bit with some of the other stuff um gonna start uncharted lost legacy this week so i, I bought that on some flash sale for like eight bucks and i'm like i really need to play that however like i've mentioned before anytime i play a naughty dog game um angela has to be present <laughs> it's like a rule <laughs> so so watch it kind of as like a movie so we might dig into that a little bit this week um so mostly i put like 66 hours into work in a five-day period so five or six day period um, so when I would come home, I did a lot of TV watching. Um, I did finish the flash season with the thinker. Yeah. Um, think. I, I liked how everything they built. I'm not sure how I felt about the way the season ended. Um, yeah, but what they showed at the end kind of made up for that episode. The so, very end. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, we all know that we all, everybody that pays any attention to flash, this isn't really a spoiler, but time traveling is a thing in the flash and it plays, yeah. it's playing another role and kind of a crazy role. Um, yeah. and they, and they were, they've been teasing that for like four or five episodes to the point where my wife and I were having a conversation where it's like, okay, whoever that is, is going to interfere in some way, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, and it does appear that this person does interfere, but we're well, not. It's, it's funny because when she first popped up in. See, look, you're even using more words than I am. Okay. Well, I'm just going to say <laughs> when she first popped up in the wedding, in the, in the crossover, you know, with Earth X and everything, I immediately, I was like, whoa, wait. So you, you recognize who this not- character was supposed to be? No, but I just knew that, all right, that's not just some random Tread extra. Lightly. That is someone important. <laughs> yeah. Like, I knew immediately, whoa, all right, that's someone important. And I didn't know why, but, and I don't know if it's the way they shot the scene or the actor they chose. Yeah, or the, or yeah, the emphasis they put on her or whatever. Yeah, whatever it was, she stood out. 
and I was like, well, maybe it's because she's cute. Uh, but she stood out in terms of that's somebody important. Mm-hmm. And and because it made no sense. Yeah. Why that and throughout the whole season, it made no sense every time she yeah. showed up. Like, yeah, it's not a spoiler. Like she bought somebody coffee. You know, yeah. she accidentally spilled a coffee cup on somebody. You know, it's like, why does this person keep showing up in the in the yeah. in the episodes? And it would only be like thirty seconds, and then it'd be over. Yeah, and then so. you'd forget about her because she would she'd be gone yeah. for like three or four episodes, and then she'd pop up again. And she'd be like, "Wait a second, hey, yeah, wait, what?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was actually really cool. Um, uh, I liked it. Yeah. So it it, it was interesting. Um, I don't know how if if we're gonna try to keep up on the current season or, or not or just wait till it hits netflix again you know like just wait the whole thing out um we still have to watch arrow and you know things like that and then um i as much you know being a 35 year old man that does this i still watch it you know i've been watching ncis for like 16 years <laughs> this is what i need Stuart to help me <laughs> Um, so like the, I've been, so we've been started the new NCIS season. Um, and then, uh, the other one too, if you haven't been watching it yet, um, SWAT is a, is, a, is if you like any kind of crime dramas or anything like that, SWAT's a good show. Um, it, it takes oh, place. I was going to say the LL Cool J movie. That movie's <laughs> dope. Oh, I was going to say the seventies TV show, but you know, yeah. uh, I don't know if this, this, this is, this is Los Angeles SWAT. Um, so I don't know if it's, yeah, they're all remakes of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all remakes of that seventies TV show basically. Yeah, so. All of them. Um, I, I blame my parents when I was a kid for you know having me watch Law and Order and Walker Texas Ranger when I'm like seven years old for the fact oh, of why. Oh God, Walker <laughs> Texas Ranger! That was horrible. Jeez. That was on after Monday Night Raw. And it's like, oh God. So I mean, I still Black, Black Hawk. I, I watched Black Hawk and stuff like that, and you know, and Hammer and MacGyver and all those things. So like, that's that's my mom and dad's fault. So it's also part of the reason that I'm slightly addicted to forms of talk radio such as podcasts um just because my i can remember as a kid my parents always listening to talk radio and in the car with my mom listening to rush limbaugh you know when he was kind of relevant (laughs) not as bad as he is now in certain things and i'm not going any i'm not saying anything either way before medication (laughs) before before he started broadcasting from his basement at home with his own agenda (laughs) But I don't. To be honest with you, I don't even remember what he said. But I just anywhere I was in the car with my mom, like talk radio was on. We didn't listen to music, so like it's just that's where that comes from. It's part of, part of my addiction to like sports radio and stuff like that too. So, um, but anyway, uh, that's really all I've been able to like to play and watch. Uh, again, I apologize for missing last week but like i've said multiple times before this is why we have three people on the show so when something like this does happen somebody's not like flying solo or anything like that it's the exact reason that i wanted michael to be to come on with myself and while why we wanted josh to continue so for things like this and they will happen again michael keeps talking about a streak so evident something is terrible is going to happen to him soon <laughs> no streak will continue man i was actually i was sick last week I had to edit out so much of my Yeah, I see I heard you really I heard you really enjoyed editing the podcast and you wanted to just keep doing it. It would probably be easier this week. <laughs> so um but yeah, like so like there there's plenty of stuff that it's as I'm looking ahead in November, like there's things that I'm getting excited for. That new Castlevania game's coming out, or not the new one, but the remake of it that's coming out, and then um 
I keep I'm starting to see it on some of the YouTube stuff I watch periodically. Like Dark Side of Three comes out like in a month. Like I'm super pumped for that. So I'm kind of like wishing that that month would be like here now because I really want to play that. So, but that's it for me. So, Michael. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like Josh. No, okay. <laughs> so for me, my list is pretty short. Call of Duty Black Ops, obviously. Um, I'm actually playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well. Uh, I'm playing it very different than these two guys, though. I'm in Google's Project Steam uh, Stream Beta, uh, which has fancy, been... Fancy, fancy. So, yeah. It's surprisingly really good in terms of uh, visual fidelity and latency compared to my experiences with PS Now. This does require a 25 megabit download speed. Uh, which I easily hit with, I, I have 250 down, so I'm like, have no issues with it. It is So why, why does your Skype crash periodically then? I think it's my Wi-Fi driver <laughs> in my uh, computer, and also I'm running OG Skype, and Skype does not it, like my computer. You think? It could be. Uh, isn't your job, I mean, what... So I know. see, like jo- Josh knows he's running OG Skype because he knows how many times he's hit no on the update. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's. I, I think I need to pay, replace the physical Wi-Fi driver in my desktop, and I just don't fucking feel like doing it. Like I really don't. Take it to work. I could, but <laughs> I'd still have to buy a Wi-Fi driver uh, or Wi-Fi card. Okay, so I've been playing Assassin's Creed. I'm only a couple hours in, so. Based on how I'm hearing about this game, I'm probably still in tutorial phase. Wait, wait, wait. What are you playing it on exactly? So okay, so I'll, like we talked about Assassin's Creed, so I won't talk about like the actual game. I'm playing as Cassandra though, so playing yes. the girl as well. Aren't we all? She's so, so much better. I played both, yeah. and she's so much better. But didn't you I say that? Didn't you say the dialogue's the same? The, yeah, he's well, kind of a doofus, he and is. she's more of like on her shit from what I've yeah. seen. She's she's awesome as a character. He's yeah, he's just kind of generic doofy guy. She's really good. Her her performance is more nuanced and and just better, I I think. Yeah. So, uh Google's Project Steam, it's a private beta right now, but if you sign up, they will uh send you basically access to Assassin's Creed Odyssey until January 15th. And this is played on a Chrome browser, so any computer that has Chrome can run this. Uh, you just open up a tab. You can play with keyboard, mo- keyboard and mouse, an Xbox controller, or a uh, DualShock 4. And it's kind of amazing how as soon as you plug in a DualShock 4 into the USB, it will change all the inputs to PlayStation inputs. So it's not like on PC That's where you... Cool. exactly. It was amazing when it did that, because I'm so used to PC games that let you use the DualShock but they won't change the button props in projects uh, stream. It, it, it still says like a B when it's really X or whatever. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's frustrating as hell just cause I have to like, you know, like, okay, this is a, this is B. but in project stream, it just automatically changes all the inputs to a dual shock. So I've been playing that, uh, only a couple hours, but the, I've had a better, like low latency, uh, like, the latency has been low enough that it's barely been noticeable. They picked a good game to do this with because latency isn't that big of a deal when Assassin's Creed's combat and gameplay style. If it was a first-person shooter, I would probably notice like crazy. Uh, the cool thing is um, 
that it it has worked better for me than PlayStation Now has. PlayStation Now, I've noticed the latency. It's always been an issue with me and PlayStation Now. I don't really have that issue here. Uh, the only thing that PlayStation Now has as an advantage is the audio. The audio is kind of garbage on Project Stream. I heard someone say that it's only in mono, and that's probably what it is. I haven't like tested to mess around with it too much audio-wise to see if I can change the audio in any way. Uh, but it's actually surprisingly consistent, and I'm glad Google's jumped into this streaming game just because this is probably where video games are going. And the fact that you can play it on any computer doesn't matter the power or speed of the computer or, or like, you know, like processor speed. Uh, it just needs Chrome and a tab. Like, and that's it. You can just close the tab when you're done playing and it'll autosave. So it's really cool. Um, then uh, Spider-Man The Heist DLC, I finished that. I, w- I was debating on doing like a full review for it, but it's it's really short. Um and it doesn't really add too much. And more importantly, uh, a lot of people thought when they named DLCs that they were three separate DLC stories. Uh, this ends on a to-be-continued. So this is... The three DLC packs are probably a trilogy. So it's, like, episodic, basically. Uh, which means when everything's wrapped up, you know, we're looking at, like, six hours. I'll this probably is, review it yeah, once that's this out. This is going to make me wait even longer to buy Spider-Man now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, gonna it's get really... it, I'm going to get it early next year for 40 bucks for the complete package. <laughs> or 30 So this is when I just spoil everything for you? No. Um, so the, the DLC picks up right where the post-credit scenes kind of pick up. Uh, they don't... It doesn't transition from that scene, but like the world just continues. But he's constantly calling back to the incidents that happened at the end of the game. So this isn't like cut content from like the middle of the game bullshit. This is like a continuation from the main game story. Uh, the only reason I mention that is we've seen games do DLC where they kind of never mention the ending or you can feel like it was cut out of the middle or you can just access it at any time from the world. This is a continuation of the story. It's uh, the black cat and um, some of the mafia are in town again causing all sorts of hell. Uh, I will say the writing is just as good as it was in the main game. Fantastic. The the chemistry between Black Cat and Spider-Man is just... It's great. It's like my favorite thing from like everything that I played in even the main game in terms of like their back and forth and their chemistry is just great. It's like some of the best moments I were in this game in this like little two hour chunks, just in terms of like cutscene like moments between characters. Um, it adds three new suits though. The suits don't have their, don't have any special powers, which is kind of a bummer, uh, which means there's no gameplay, you know, combat additions to it, which is again, kind of a bummer because by the end of the game, you're so damn powerful that nothing bothers you. So I was hoping it would be a little bit more of a challenge or different toys to play with, but there isn't. So the game kind of, or this DLC kind of falters in that department in terms of adding more depth to the game. It's just really just some more story that is fantastic, but I kind of wish there was a little bit more in terms of the gameplay and stuff like that. They add more side missions and collectibles for you to get as if the game needed any more collectibles. 
but they're interesting collectibles. Um, but like the, the, the side quest stuff, it's just kind of the same stuff you'd seen in the game just with, instead of, t- uh, that's a spoiler. Um, there's a different yes. character giving you challenges than there is in the story. Uh, but in the main game, so you have someone else giving you challenges, but they're essentially the same type of challenges you had in the main game, just a different character giving them to you. But overall, the story is really good. I was a little disappointed when two hours in it said to be continued, but then I realized that means the next two episodes will be more of this, and I'm happy with that. And it's like $10 an episode, so it's not like crazy bad. So two, three hours worth of content uh, of just like it was two to three hours of just the story. So I haven't even done all the extra side and collectible stuff it's added. So you're probably looking at like four hours worth of content for $9. So seems worth it for that. Uh, but that's it for playing, uh, watching, uh, the new season of daredevil is fucking fantastic. Like it's really good. Uh, and I'll just leave you get, leave that. Cause I would love to spoil and talk daredevil, but I don't think either one of you guys keep up with that stuff. I want to watch I haven't. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm way behind on the Netflix Marvel stuff. I, I saw you tweet like, "Oh, nobody told me Daredevil came out." I guess I'm not going to sleep until like 8 a.m. Ah, dude, I didn't go to sleep that night till like four, and I had to work that morning. I had to wake up at you, seven. You know that Netflix is like an on-demand service, right? Just because it goes on at midnight does not mean you have to watch it right then. Yes, it does. You kind of do. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, I have to watch it right away because they just canceled two of the shows. So yeah. <laughs> I need to show support. They need Those numbers need to go up because they canceled Luke Cage. <laughs> it's funny so how, like, what Netflix has done to change the TV viewing habits and stuff like that. Like, it started, like, with House of Cards and stuff like that where people are like, you can't just put, like, 20 episodes of a whole season up on the first day of February and just not, th- you know, it's like, okay, sure, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> yep, they, they, they can do as they want as long as it's this good, though. They they can keep going. Yeah, uh, but that's it for me, Josh. Uh, so Zoe got me to play Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time because she really liked the icon for it on the PS4. Do you guys co-op? No. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she was ready to co-op that. Like I played it for I I knew that it was co-op. And I started to play it by myself, and I was like, yeah, moving around and and getting to the different things and and doing all that needs to be done. I was like, I'll just do this by myself for right now. And she was having fun just watching. It's hard by yourself, though. It it is hard by yourself. (laughs) Um, But we played through, like, the first level or two, and she enjoyed it. I liked it too. I I would like to play it co-op with somebody who really has a handle on things and could really have fun with it. Like maybe I could get Mason into it Um, or Zoe in like a year or so because she's getting better. She's getting really good, surprisingly. Uh, Well, not surprisingly. She's always playing. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, obviously, and Lego The Incredibles because she had me playing that. Uh, she was doing her thing. I'm doing my thing. I was trying to just grind and, and knock everything out. And we're at like 200 out of 210 gold bricks. Uh, we've got all the red bricks. We're like, we're cruising. 
we're unlocking characters. And the amazing thing is, I didn't even know this. This comes down to, you know, you, you go as far as you can, write the review. I started unlocking all these Pixar characters. So she was playing as Wally today. That's cool. It was amazing. It's so much fun. Like, Wally is in there. Um, Dory. And Dory, when she leaves the water, she's got this water bubble around her, basically, as she's on land. Um, but it's it's just filled with all these Pixar characters from all the different movies. And it's really fun. So we've been basically in... it's a sandbox mode at this point where we're just cruising around the city and, and just having a blast. Uh, and I got the review for Paw Patrol on a roll. <laughs> oh shit. And we started to play it tonight uh, before we were recording and she decided she was going to play it like i couldn't play it anytime i reached over to try to hit the the share button to get a screenshot she said i'll do it i'll do it and i'm like i'm not taking the controller from you i just want to get a screenshot (laughs) gotta hook up the camera and say playstation take screenshot when she plays (laughs) yeah um so she was actually doing really well with it i was really surprised she had a little trouble with double jump um but then when she got it, she got it, and she was cruising. So it's a side-scrolling platformer, and that's basically all it is, over and over again. Uh, you know, the backgrounds change, but you're doing the exact same thing every time. Uh, you play as all the different pups <laughs> across 16 levels uh eight it's eight locations 16 levels so the thing that she noticed right off the bat she's like it's the same thing i'm like yeah you're doing the same thing but you know you've got different pops and you've got different you know a couple different things you can do because they have different abilities but it's basically the same you know run from left to right collect all the uh, treats that you can, collect all the gold shields, and do whatever the final mission is, which is just basically getting to the end of the level. And you've done the mission, and you win, and then you move on to the next one. So it's really aimed at little kids. Um, But uh, yeah, I'll probably review that next week, because there's not a whole lot to it. Um, but for little kids, from what I've seen so far, she's having a blast, you know, even though she sees that a lot of it is, is very samey, uh, she's really enjoying it. So that's what counts. Uh, and that's really it. I mean, I, I watched a bunch of stuff, but I, I don't need to go into all that. Let's just continue on here. And, oh, well, actually as we move in, cause we're moving into ask PS nation, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. It's so almost somebody like you're on, looking at the same sheet that we look at. No, but and I'm that's not. That's been our format for. Um, yeah, I'm looking at something else right now <laughs> um, because I, I kept this up to remind me. Uh, somebody on Twitter asked about they were trying to stream the old episodes off, particularly from 2008, off the website. 
Whoa. And why would you do that to yourself? I they just wanted to hear the old episodes, but they weren't working. And I told them, yeah, the the old stuff. There's some weirdness to it, just in general, um, just in the way the posts were done and everything. And I said I'd look into it. I have looked into it, and what I found is all of those uh, podcasts, all of the podcast player that are sitting there on those pages, and it's all of 2008 and a chunk of 2007. They're all pointing to a website that I've never heard of. <laughs> so, uh, podtrack.com. This is, I guess, where the files used to be hosted. I can update all these. It's going to take time. Uh, but I will start to do it and start to update these so that they are proper links going to where we have these files hosted on our own server right now. Um, it's It takes like a minute, not even a minute, to do one of them. So it's not something that that is a killer, but you know, I'll just do them here and there as I get a chance. Uh, so just take a look. I'll work from the oldest to the newest. I'll work from 2007 forward. And if you want to go all the way back to 2007 and check those out, go ahead. Um, but you know, it'll be done. Or you could subscribe to the podcast and pull the old episodes that way. Or you could just do that. Yeah, but for whatever reason, somebody wants to get them off the website. Oh yeah, no, no, no I'm not judging. I'm just yeah. saying, in case they don't want to wait. Maybe for, uh, Michael. Maybe yeah. he still has one of those USB uh, MP3 players that he has to plug into his computer. Like, why are you hating? <laughs> I'm not. I'm just saying because it's going to take Joshua to go through each episode. That if he really wants to hear Glenn on a SoCom mic, because <laughs> I think that's what they were using early on, or Jared was on like the on Warhawk Soulcom mic. mic. Okay, yeah, yeah Jared. Uh, um, see, he said those words, man. Do you know how many f- times this podcast is going to get flagged now? <laughs> so, so come, so come, so come. Yeah, so this, I mean, it uh, it should be done anyway just because it, sh- it should be done. Good job whoever uh, tweeted yeah. at him that giving Josh busy work now throughout his day. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's not when I looked at it, I was like, oh, but uh, all I have to do, literally, all I have to do is change the beginning of the uh, the link hmm. because the the actual file name is exactly the same. So all I have to do is replace the beginning of the link. It doesn't. It just takes as long as it takes for me to copy paste and save. So it's not something that takes forever to do. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of sitting down and doing it. So, uh, but that's that. So what else is in ask PS nation? Did we get any emails, Michael? Uh, no. Okay. So remember, you can still send us emails at podcast at PS nation.com. Uh, not that we don't love the ask PS nation stuff when we post that stuff, but again, you do not have to wait for us to ask for the question. If you think of something, just send it, use the hashtag and we'll find it. Um, so Will Richardson on Twitter, after playing GTA, uh, since the demo on PS1, I cannot express how sad I am with the direction Rockstar went with the current gen games. I am, I am so delusioned with, uh, disillusioned, disillusioned, words are hard, with the GTA (laughs) online focus in GTA 5. 
I'm very skeptical at re at buying Red Dead 2. Do any of you guys relate? Um, I haven't played any of the GTA stuff. Okay, so let me jump into this. <laughs> um, no, don't. And and I don't know. I'm just gonna assume you didn't buy GTA 5. Uh, maybe you did, but you don't ever have to go online in GTA 5. There's a whole world to explore. There is a huge story to play and a whole world to just go nuts in. And you never, ever, ever have to touch the online if you don't want to. Uh, Rockstar has kept the game alive. And the reason it's in the MPD every month, years after it came out, is because of the online. And because there's a huge community who has just jumped into that and the fact that you can live in this huge world and all the crazy stuff they keep adding to it to make it just wild fun you know that's just another piece of it but you don't ever have to touch the online to enjoy the game there's a world there that'll keep you busy for years if you want to stay and play completely offline and I I guarantee you the same thing is with Red Dead 2. If, if you want to just play in that world, play the story, and even when the story's done, just live in that world and wander around and you know be an outlaw or, or do whatever you want in there, it's just a big open sandbox to play in. You don't have to play online at all to enjoy those games. Just to reiterate, like with Grand Theft Auto, if you look at Grand Theft Auto, you've still got your big grand story you're you're yeah you're you've got this amazing story and not amazing depending on who you are uh but you you've still got this <laughs> big story and a huge world oh, to Trevor's play Trevor's story is awesome <laughs> <laughs> you had this big world to play in like josh said without having to go online so I kind of hope they follow the same thing they did with Grand Theft Auto 5 give me a huge story and online as an option yeah and even if you look at how they treated Red Dead, there was only one story DLC, and it was non-canonical. You know, it was Undead Nightmare. So it's not like we're going to lose out on like a whole bunch of potential story DLC for whatever Red Dead Online shows up to. And another thing that you can probably like, they're not going to do too much Red Dead online stuff that eats at their GTA cash cow. <laughs> they're they're going to they're not going to like go full on like G, uh, Red Dead online I'm sure is going to have a very expansive online experience. There's going to be a ton of stuff to do, but Rockstar is smart enough to know like don't take don't mess with the GTA audience cuz that is just the cash cow. Well, but they're very different games, you know, and they are, there's yeah. It's Rockstar, so there is that overlap, and there are people who love both franchises. But there's a lot more people that are into one than the other. There's a lot of GTA players who are not going to leave GTA. They're going to keep playing GTA Online, and they're like, "Yeah, maybe I'll check out Red Dead." But I'm I'm a GTA guy, you know. Yeah. And they're going to stay there. Red Dead Online is going to be a very different experience, just because you're on horseback. Yeah, it's a different world than than GTA is. But you don't have to touch the online, and you've got so much kind. Of, look, San Andreas 
on the PS2 took me two years to 100%. Because every time I went in there and I was like, all right, I'm going to focus and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all the, all the graffiti tags, I would then go, ooh, look, that asshole just ran me over. I got to beat him up. Oh, no, the cops are after me. Oh, Fucking no, this is happening. Floor. Oh, no, this, you know, it just, yeah, every time I turn around, something else would just distract me and just get me off just playing in that big, huge sandbox. And it would take me forever to finish the game. You could do that in GTA 5. You could buy GTA 5 and a PS4 and nothing else and be good for a decade. Seriously. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, I mean, like, I haven't played for any of these games, but everything I hear about GTA has always been in addition to, not in replacement of. Yeah. So Exactly. Yeah. So. There's, there's so much, and it's, it's a big map and it's a huge world and it's alive and it's there's so much going on in it that you could just play in there for years and never touch the online and never miss a thing but that's you know it just depends on what you're looking for so and you you were going to mention earlier it's just like it's a totally different experience in terms of like the reason GTA Online is able to go crazy with DLC is because it takes place in modern times. There's a lot yeah. of things you can accessorize. Yeah. There ain't much you can do for Red Dead other than outfits and maybe fancy saddles. Yeah. <laughs> you can't build gigantic racetracks in the sky yeah. uh, to have cars racing on. <laughs> I mean, Red the Dead. game. The game's work. 100 gigs, probably without multiplayer. So there's enough stuff in there for you to do. Yeah. <sighs> Damn, don't remind me. I have to clear some space <laughs> okay next one uh is from ledbetsky 144 ledbetsky ledbetsky yeah. uh is there any reason we are not hearing more about concrete genie i know they recently talked about it a little on the ps blog just seems like such a unique game especially being an exclusive seems like it should be being pushed a little bit more thoughts i sony likes to give people time yeah the pr has a schedule and they have planned out to the day exactly when things are going to be pushed and when things are going to be brought up. And this is a case of one of those things where they're not ready. You know, if you remember the complaints on, I mean, this is an extreme example, but if you talk about The Last Guardian, um, there are those complaints that, you know, you talk about these games way too early and then it's you know years before we hear anything years before the game comes out they're just not ready yet that's all it is the yeah. game is still in development i played it a couple times now it is amazing this is I that cartoon wait. graffiti style game right yes yeah. okay yeah where you're the the kid that's being bullied and right yeah you create these creatures on the wall it's it's freaking awesome so it cool really is amazing um but they're working on it, you know, and when they're ready, you know, Paris Games Week is now did that already happened. It's like now. It's and they said it's now. coming spring 2019. That's what yeah. he's mentioning. Uh, their blog post has said like, hey, spring 2019. OK, so Paris Games Week, they may have something on it, you know, or, you know, starting in January or early next year, December, January, they may start to push it then. But you'll start to see more on it as we get closer to launch. Uh, it's just one of those things where PR has plans and, you know, they're trying to be more mindful, especially in Sony, about 
pushing too much too soon um, because then you forget about it by the time it's going to come out. So Days gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so Chris Bolak on Facebook. Um, is, is anyone else not feeling next gen and are still perfectly content with, with this gen like myself? I know this is the name of the game. But as I get older, he's 41, I look forward to starting over less and less. One of these days, I'm going to just give it all up. You're probably <laughs> not going to give it all up. I know you probably keep telling yourself that, but something's always going to draw you back, to be honest with you. Something will They're come gonna out. They're going to re-release Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. You're going to need to play um, it again. But uh, yeah, we've talked about this before. Like we just I think we talked about it last week. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but yeah... Uh, about Definitely. the next gen and yeah, versus this gen, and are you going to continue on? And yeah, the so. jump is going to be more lateral than you know vertical in terms of like what's going on. It's just going to probably just be better GPUs and CPUs. So the stuff can run better, but but the content itself will pull you in. Right, do you, I mean, do you, that's do you what guys, happens every every generation. Do you guys see yourselves giving it up one day? Like, no. no. <laughs> I've been doing this for how old am I? Wait, <laughs> but dude, for, forty for you, years. For you, Josh, years, I've been would it all games? would like an all digital future make me make you not want to jump into the next thing, or would no, you like reluctantly jump into I, it? I would reluctantly do it just because the the content is there. You know, if if The Last of Us Part 3 is there or the next Uncharted is there, yeah, I'm going to go in. I'm, I can't not Until Dawn 2, exclusively on Google Stream. Yeah. But that's the thing. I can't not do it. It's You'll, you'll bitch about it, not owning the game oh, anymore. Yeah. I'll, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be uncomfortable with it and I won't be happy about it, but I'll keep doing it because the content. I okay, mean, what that... if The Last of Us 3 is exclusive to iPhone? You can only play it on your phone screen. <laughs> he'll, he'll figure out a way to get it on his yeah. iPad and he'll get some Bluetooth controller hooked up to it or something. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. It, <laughs> it's just I don't I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. I mean, I've been playing forever. It's it's I I knew a world without video games. Okay, I, how crazy I, is that? I did too, and my parents took it away from me because my report cards weren't very good. No, I knew a I knew a world. My game where, get run out of batteries. My dad I mean, locked that stuff up in a clear chest so I could look at it on top of the TV. Video games Jesus. existed, but not in any consumer fashion, not no, really no. in the arcades. I remember when the first video games hit the arcades. You are um, old. Yeah, I'm that old. Uh, no, I, I didn't say you're that old. I just happened. said you are old. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was a child when it happened, but I, I, I lived in a time before Star Wars existed. You know, I, I was there when all this hit. This is this has been a major part of my life. It changed the world for me. So it's something I don't yeah. think I'm ever going to give up. And the more it becomes relevant and and you know the, in public, you know, interest collects around it and everything like that, the more it's okay. Like I just changed locations at my job and I have a new boss and I kind of have to explain to him how the scenario works and what I do and things like that, and, you know, like in terms of like hey, there might be a, you know, in terms of like, oh, what do you need? You know, when you, when you try to give someone of a set schedule, like, oh, what do you, what do you need it off? Like, what do you what do you have going on? I'm like, oh, I record. I'm like, oh, what do you record? Like, I do this video game thing. Oh, that's kind of cool. Like it, before, it was like, oh, you're like, you know, like I'm a 35 year old child. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Everyone's got the extended adolescence now. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Yep. All right. Last question of the night is from Justin. Uh, would you rather all the big games come out close to each other, um, like right now, Red Dead Two, Fallout seventy six, etc., or would you like them to be spread out throughout the year? Uh, well, right please now. spread that shit out. <laughs> in in a perfect world, they'd all be spread out, but you, they're done the way they are because of uh, <sighs> holiday and fiscal year. Well, fiscal year. That's yeah. That's kind of where I'm. What what I'm looking at. They they have to each quarter. They're planning out. You know where are we making our money this quarter? Where are we making our money this quarter? So that's why you see a a lot of games that get bunched up because all these companies are trying to hit their numbers and they're trying to get these games up at you know the right time to maximize sales essentially yeah. um, and that's why you see like a call of duty go again come out like the same weekend like every year because it has to go yeah. against the previous call of duty or if they have if one studio has a really successful game in early september they might re- try to release two games in the month of september to hopefully come close to how much success they had with the first game yeah yeah you're in a perfect world yeah they'd be all spread out but business creeps in and that's why you get things all bunched up and and hitting at these certain times of year that's why you're still seeing so much stuff in february now too because sony had to delay a couple of their games out of november and they ended up getting pushed into like late january early february and then the next year they're like crap we got to release something to compete with horizon (laughs) that's why sometimes you'll see a bunch of games just release like march 31st like just to hit those numbers they'll just Yep. have an avalanche of games and toy stuff usually just gets delayed to february is because they want to get that march number in because that's usually the end of the quarter and yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a bunch of weird physical stuff too like if you release something or open up like essentially open up uh your inventory in like let's say like in january you're paying taxes on it in february and, and or you pay taxes on it in january and you sell it in february they don't want to do that so all that other random crap. So yeah. So I'd prefer spread out year, but it's never going to happen. Yeah. I mean, Red Dead and Fallout, I have no interest in, so that doesn't really bother me. So You're I got to buy Red Dead this week. Sick, sick man. Uh-huh. How many games <laughs> haven't you played, sir? Like I. <laughs> You're gonna get to Red Dead. Uh, You're, you're gonna play Red Dead Game of the Year remastered on PS6. I on can't your even. phone. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had an idea about the, all those games I haven't played. Uh, I talked to Michael about it. He's the only person I've actually told about it. Um, but I don't know if that will ever come to pass, my idea. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll see. It's something that I've been kicking around whoop, as I hit my mic. Punching around. Uh, something I've been kicking around for like two, three years. I've had this idea and just haven't acted on it. Josh, so. is, Josh is going to play like Yahtzee with his games to determine which one gets played next. No, not quite. I, I there's there's a method to the madness, but I just don't know that I have time to actually pull it off. <laughs> time or all the technical equipment and stuff I would need to pull it off. But so. if I could, man, it would be awesome. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Because right. who knows? I, I don't want anybody stealing the idea, and if I ever do it, uh, you know, it'll be cool. Twitch already exists, Josh. We talked about it this earlier. What? Shit. It does? Oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah, we actually get paid to be on there sometimes. 
We do? Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, Stream video games on it. It's crazy. You can? Yeah. Says the, you should the look hell up, you, you say. You should look up this ninja guy. I hear he makes a lot of money doing it. Damn. <laughs> Josh just types. Actually, idea. if you type ninja into Google, he probably pops up oh, first yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> not an actual ninja. He does. You know, and not a, bl- not a blender. Yeah. <laughs> My problem was I was going to call it Twitch, and you tell me that's taken. Uh, now I'm going to call it Switch. You're going to tell me that's taken? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what the Mixer fuck? is taken, too, and that makes no fucking Son sense. Son of a bitch. What if you use Justin.tv? That might be available now. Uh, All right. On that, that note, that, was that, not is, my plan. <laughs> that is the end of episode 596. So, again, on the forum post or on the tweet, uh, you know, on this post or whatever, show notes, anything like that, just tell us, you know, what you'd like to see from us from episode 600 besides a live show and besides Glenn. Those are all things that we're probably working on, but I would like to see what else that you guys would like do we need to try to you know extend the branch to mark or you know like what do you guys want to what do you want to hear what do you want to see um 600 is a lot so can uh, we not be up till almost 3 a.m like we are right now what are you talking about it's uh it's 139 <laughs> yeah you're in a different time zone you and fuck. he has he has no children <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah, they're going to wake so, me up in a couple hours. Oh. Yeah. Not me. Mine know better. <laughs> yeah, I have to take mine to school. Mm. You're the one that wants late. I know you don't want this late, <sighs> but you want late. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the only time I can do it now. Right. So. On that note, um, I hope everyone has a great <laughs> week, and we'll have some more stuff for you next week. I'm sure we'll find out what game doesn't work with PSN name change next week. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. 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 Take the shirts off. Goddamn Zazzle. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) I got no time. I'm too tired. I'm going to bed. I'll figure it out later. (laughs) Bye, Ruth.